What's up, dopesters? Welcome to an all-new, very, very special episode of the What Did I Just Listen To podcast. We got a special interview, new segment, and some big news coming your way. Gibson, how you doing, good buddy? Dude, I'm doing awesome, man. Yeah, as my buddy over here, Eric, said, uh, we're trying some new things. We're trying to go more professional. We want to take this more seriously than we did before. Case in point, I've actually made the Twitter and Instagram like I promised for the last six episodes. For the past so, basically six months, because we started this podcast in December. That's true. So if you want to follow us on any of our social media, we're on Facebook at at WDIJLT Podcast. We're on Instagram at Instagram at What Did I Just Listen To? And we're on Twitter at WDIJL2. Uh, we're posting all the time. We're posting news articles that we find for MMA, craft beer. Uh, vintage video games, pop culture, superheroes, comics, all the bullshit that we love to talk about here on What Did I Just Listen To. And you know you got to hit that subscribe button. Subscribe and download and tell your friends because we're going legit. I mean, you and don't like want to miss out on this. And share and just keep it. We don't even care if you like the show. I mean, we do care if you like the show, but if you don't like the show, subscribe anyways. You don't even have to listen. Just subscribe. Just subscribe. So, yeah. <laughs> Fucking subscribe. Uh, but anyways, yeah, like we said, this is a very special episode. We're taking things in a way different direction. Um, you know, basically just kind of through our own plans and also uh, some crazy dumb luck. You know, Gibson, you know, why don't you tell them how we got to where we are? Yeah, so story time. Bring your own stories. That's a new segment we're doing. BYOS. Bring your own stories. So we love MMA. And I just moved into a brand new apartment complex with a hot tub. So my fiance and I, we hit this hot tub, hot tub every night. And there's a ton of young people that live here. So we're chilling in the hot tub with some of our new friends. And I just threw out there, yeah, my buddy Eric and I, we have this new podcast called What Did I Just Listen To? Uh, we love MMA. And this girl goes, what? I said, yeah, I'm going to be watching the fights this week. And she goes, my ex-husband and I used to own a fight promotion down here. I said, you're kidding me. She goes, no. I said, we would love to interview some of the fighters. So there was born Ringside with the Boys, the new segment where... Every once in a while, we're going to be interviewing a pro or amateur MMA fighter, boxer, kickboxer, wrestler, whatever we can get. And this week, with our first ever Ringside with the Boys segment, we've got Alan A. Train Stevenson, a young up-and-coming pro fighter, fights in the lightweight and welterweight divisions down here in southwestern Virginia. We have an awesome interview for with him coming up shortly in this episode, so... Welcome. This really yeah. is a special episode. Yeah, it was a great interview. Way, actually, way better than expected. Um, be forewarned, though, we were playing with some uh, you know, recording methods and everything, uh, and both he and Gibson had to call in for us to be able to record it, so they might be a little fuzzy, but everything still sounds great, and it's a, it was a really good interview. Actually, it was pretty perfect for, the, for our podcast because we, we talked about everything from, you know, uh, his plans as a fighter, like all that type of stuff. And j we talked about stupid movies, too, which just was absolutely hilarious. Oh, yes. But, hey, don't give too much away, buddy. They got to tune in. That's coming up next. All right. Uh, so without further ado, here's the interview with Alan A-Train Stevenson. What is up, dopesters? We've got Alan A. Train Stevenson with us. Thanks, buddy, for coming on and being our first official interview. How you doing? Pretty good. Just, uh, I'm excited to be here and uh, ready to answer any questions you got. 
Good deal, man. So over here, what did I just listen to? One of the big things that we love to talk about is MMA. Uh, anything from the amateurs up to the pros, doesn't matter what league, what promotion, we love watching it and we love talking about it. One of my favorite things is talking to and, uh, and watching uh, young up-and-coming fighters. Um, y'all are the future of the sport. And so I'm always very interested in to hear uh, your plans moving forward. So I got up here. I noticed that um, you were fighting both lightweight and welterweight. Am I correct? Yes. I. Um, well, back in my amateur days, I, you know, when I first started, before I knew how to do anything other than just box. I mean, I fought 185. Um, oh well. But I, I mean, I usually walk around at between 175 to 180. Um, so. Yeah, 155 is usually what I fight at, but, I mean, depending on the opponent, as long as the guy is not like a guy who walks around at 200 pounds, you know, I'll fight 170, I don't care. That's what I like to hear, man. Don't give a shit. Go wherever you can. <laughs> so you said, oh, yeah. you said you started off as boxing, so uh, do you prefer the stand-up game over uh, any kind of ground? Yeah, I, um... My butt, what actually got me started into it really is uh, my buddy had brought a pair of focus mitts into, okay. my sci- into my science class when I was in 10th grade, I think, or 9th grade. And uh, I started punching on those like when the teacher left. And I realized, like, I suck. And then I boxed <laughs> him because he, he used to box, you know, when uh, he did some kickboxing and stuff when he was younger. And, um, and we boxed and he beat the living shit out of me. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god! Like I, I'm defenseless. <laughs> and, uh, so you know, he he just would show me the basics, and then basically my practice would be boxing at parties that I would go to. Oh, nice! And, and you know, I just kind of picked up on it from there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did. You know, you know, like I said, I've been doing. I guess you can. I started when I was 15 years old. Um, I'm 29 now. Head movement and head movement counter, 
basically for that. And um, but then the best fight was outside, and um, and I and uh, I'm sure he had good cardio, and I know I had good cardio, but. Thank God he got tired too in the second round because I was about to die. About to the heat. But it was in Jan- it was in July actually when that happened. Oh man. Yeah. And did you say the fight was outside? Yep, it was under it was yeah, it was in uh, Gloucester, Virginia. Um, under a pavilion. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, I guess to say the least. I uh, I just moved down to down to Roanoke um, a little bit over a year ago. From Northern Virginia, and I'll tell you what, the heat down here compared to the heat up there, it's not even comparable. I don't know. It gets fucking hot down here, dude. I can't imagine. I don't fight. I used to wrestle, and, and Eric and I have trained a little bit in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but we don't even have the stripes on our white belt, so can't, did we even really train, you know? So I can't, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like for you guys, but I know for me, when it's over 90 degrees, I don't even like walking outside. I can't imagine getting in a fucking wrestling in a ring. I know, yeah, it, it, I mean, even if it, it was still dark outside, you know, but it was still, it, the humidity, it was, you yeah, know, it, it, was, it was bad, yeah. Not bad. I know, uh, I watched also, they, of course, they did some interviews with you guys before the fights, and uh, this really stuck out to me with this, this, this Kenny dude, he goes, I don't really know his name, but bleeds the same blood as me, some macho bullshit, I said, man, I am glad. That uh, that A train knocked the crap out of this dude. That was one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard in a pre-fight. At least you knew his name, for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, I couldn't pronounce his last name. Actually, watching that video, um, he said Godrow is his last name. I thought it was Goodrow. That's what I thought it was too. Yeah, well, maybe, well, maybe he's calling himself a god. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And he also said that, you know, I'm just gonna hear the. You're in a dance, basically. But yeah. I didn't understand that part. But yeah, whatever. Uh, that fight, that fight, um, you know, there was a v, uh, VA in the VA MMA thing going on. Like these, okay. uh, these guys that would do interviews and stuff. And I don't think they do it no more, but they made it to where, you know, that was the pro fight of the year, um, in 2014, uh, in Virginia. Thought that was pretty cool. And, That's awesome, um, man. On Inside MMA, if you look it up, um, you know, it's like a, it's like Boss Rudin and somebody else forgot the other guy, but they, 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 they played it on there, like a highlight of it, and he was talking about it. I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Boss Rudin, I mean, one of the longtime legends. I think he's a really fascinating figure. Shit, if Boss Rudin knew my name, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, he, he said my name a couple of times, and I was like, eh, That's you? awesome, man. No, he, he's a real dude, that Boss Rudin. You've seen the movie. So we like to talk about movies and all kinds of random stuff. And Eric and I are both kind of ADD. Eric diagnosed, me undiagnosed. So we jump all around. <laughs> but have you seen that movie, Here Comes the Boom, with Kevin James and Boss yeah. Rudin? Yeah, that's hilarious. When he does the jazzercise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that was hilarious. I haven't seen that movie in forever. That's a yeah. hidden gem. Say it again? Actually, so that, that movie's a little hidden gem. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people didn't watch it because they thought it would be stupid. But no, I like... Actually, I like going to Walmart and going to, to the DVD section. And if you go to the cheap DVDs, if you see anything with, like, fighting on it, when you, you see some stuff, like, UFC fighters on it, I'll buy that thing immediately because the acting is so horrible, it's hilarious. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. um I watched Fight Valley. Fight um, Valley. Yeah, you should watch it because 
it's oh god, it's it's so bad it's good because just the I mean it's got Cyborg, it's got Holly Holm, it's got Nick Tate. Um, oh damn. Yeah, and but oh my god, the acting is so it's so painful to watch, but you, you just can't stop watching. Oh. Hey, hey, Eric, does that sound like a, a contender for movie challenge? Absolutely, it does. I'm looking at it. It's completely <laughs> right. It's got Holly Holm, Misha Tate, Chris Cyborg, and Susie Selleck. Hell yeah, that is what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. No, so, uh, so Alan, we do this, this segment. It used to be called Homework, where we challenge each other uh, to watch really shitty movies. So, Aaron, we watch this movie called Tusk. And if you get the chance, uh, don't waste two hours on it. Because it's basically these podcasters, this dude goes into, I think it's like Canada, and then this dude turns him into a human walrus. It's fucking horrible. It's disturbing. This is what we do. So now we're calling it Movie Challenge, since it sounds a little bit better than, or Cinema Challenge, sounds a little bit better than Homework, and yeah, we're definitely putting that one on there, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely do that. And I, I also, it's random, I'll look up like corny Indian fight scenes. Um, like from like a, over there in India. Oh, like I the mean, Bollywood movies? Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just like, it's like this one guy would be like, rip a, he'll like rip a guy's leg off and beat up 700 people as he's getting stabbed in the back. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, and it's like the craziest thing ever. And like, oh, it's hilarious to me. I love that ridiculous, over-the-top, completely yes. unbelievable bullshit that they put in some of those movies. Yes, yes. Speaking of terrible movies, I don't remember what it's called. Eric, see if you can find this. Stephen Bonner is in a movie, and he's the main character. And it oh, was on a, a YouTube compilation of, like, worst MMA star movies or whatever. And it is, I, I haven't seen it, but from the previews, it looks like one of the worst fucking movies. You said Stephen Bonner? You know ever come out there, uh, of, of the MMA corner. Yeah, there, there's another movie I watched, and I cannot tell you the name to save my life, but it, it's got a bunch of other actors. Like, it's got BJ Penn, Rampage, Anderson Silver, George St. Pierre. Um, that's all I can remember right now. And it was some one guy that's fighting over it. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But... Like, I don't know how these people even went in. Like, what do they pay these actors? You know, they must have, <laughs> I mean, like, like, I mean, like, BJ Penn, like, what you, he's a, you know, a major celebrity in the UFC world. What are you paying this guy to be in your movie? Same thing with Anderson Silva and the other guys. I mean, it was, these guys are about to fight, and I don't know, the one guy's, they're like in the alley or something, and the one guy's, you're not ready, or something, or you don't want to fight me. And you're not ready. Or then, out of nowhere, just BJ Penn just comes out of the darkness and says, "But I'm ready." This <laughs> <laughs> is like so much. Oh my god, it was so funny. I love that shit. I mean, you got to think. So many of these guys and girls that fight—I should say, men and women. Let's be politically correct. So many yeah. of these men and women, and in between, that go into the go into MMA, make it up to the UFC. I mean, any interview that they do, they talk about how they want to go into acting. They all want to go into acting. And every once in a while, you'll get like Boss Root and Here Comes the Boom. You'll get... Uh, Michael Bisping has been in a couple things. Michael Bisping is in the new Triple X. I want to say Nate Marquardt was in Warriors. Um, you'll get... Um, Rampage was in the revamp of the 18. So every once in a while, they'll get them in 
these legit movies like Ronda Rousey and Extendable Story. Gina Carano. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, they're these like garbage gutter films, and I love those movies. They're so yeah. bad. Anything that Eric and I can sit down and just rip on for two hours, we'll watch. Isn't that right, buddy? Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, That's it's called it. Supreme Champion, the one with Stephen Bonner. Supreme Champion. Sounds like an A-plus Oscar oh, award. Yeah. Right now. It, I gotta watch a, yeah. it is a 3.3 <laughs> out of 10 on uh, uh, IMDb. That's better than I expected it to get. Jesus. Huh. <laughs> Anyway, circling back, I know you've been on a, a bit of a, a dry spell recently, but what are your plans uh, moving forward with your career? When are you fighting again? Um, do you plan on staying local? Like, what do you what do you see yourself doing moving forward within the next couple of months to a year? Well, you, you are right. I am on. I haven't won since 2014. Um, you know, when, when fighters say or people tell you it's mental, holy shit, are they right? Oh yeah, I, 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 I always thought that was a, kind of a bullshit thing, or maybe it's a little bit mental. No, I got, I took a fight in Pennsylvania for CFSC against Stephen Regman, and he missed weight by like seven pounds. You know, and I was just, I don't give a shit, I'll fight him. And shit, the next day, when he came across the cage, when he was in the cage with the shirt off, I just looked over there. I was like, who the fuck is that? That's not, that's not the guy I weighed in with. He looked like. A thoroughbred, I'm telling yeah. you. And and it's and we were we were back and forth, you know, filling out process. And then out of pure luck, I mean, it was truly one of those things. Um, we 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 just met at a combination. We both did a combination, and right right at the very end of it, as I was bringing my hand back to my face, he hit me with a left hook from hell, mm. and it knocked me the fuck out. And hey, he, he I, rained the revenge on you. Yes, I, and I haven't been the same since, you know, because now, now I'm in there questioning myself, you know. I'll, I'll fight somebody, and I'm, like, sitting there waiting for the big counter, and then I'll get, I'll get tunnel vision. Like, I used to play semi-pro football as a punter, and I, okay. sit there and, and I would sit there and zone in on the football because my snapper sometimes would snap it whenever the fuck he wanted to. And yep. then, and then... I'm like flicking my hands. I'm like, hurry up! And then, boom! Next thing, another freaking balls in my face mask because he threw it so hard and just out of nowhere. And I'm getting tunnel vision in there, and I'm questioning myself. Like, did I train hard enough? Oh fuck it, I can't lose this one. And then I'm like, a bunch of things going through my head, and I've lost these guys that I shouldn't have lost to it out of a hundred out of a hundred fights. I would have beat them. Yeah. But it's just, and it's it's a it's a big mental battle that I've been dealing with, but. I think that I'm over it. I have not fought in over a year, and that's mainly because I've been I've been injured. I had a really bad groin tear, which yep. is your adductor muscle. Back June 26th of last year, and about eight weeks after that, I pulled it again. And then eight weeks after that, then I can finally start a good physical therapy. And then I wasn't ready. Oh yeah, I mean I I, I could grapple pretty decent and go hard that mid January, and then January 30th, I got my hand crushed in the gym. It got crushed. Not you know if you have your hand flat you know you know what your hand looks like flat. Now if you were to tilt your hand up to where your thumb would be facing up, that's how my hand got crushed between the knee and the mat. So it went down like an accordion, and that actually still is not a hundred percent, but I can it's decent. And but this has given me a time to think and 
think about, you know, some of those losses, you know, I probably should have taken it, and that's another thing. I wouldn't take any time off, because I would sit there and I would lose, I'm like, man, fuck, I should not have lost to that guy. And then I would want to get back in there, and it would be too soon. You know, I wasn't over that mental battle, and it's, it's a big thing, but, you know, I had a fight, actually, I had a fight scheduled uh, April 7th, and then about... I don't know, five minutes before I was going to fight, my opponent finally showed up to the fight. It's a professional fight. Finally showed up with a doctor's note saying he had pneumonia. It was a whole bunch of bullshit. So I did, I'm, I'm like gloved up and ready. Yeah. It was a bunch of, it was the most hyped up fight on the card. And never, well, it did happen somewhere else, but it didn't happen there. And, yeah. um, but I, I, I'm supposed to be fighting... August 19th for uh, American Fight League in Norfolk, uh, Norfolk, yeah, Norfolk, uh, Virginia. You said that uh, August 19th? Yes. Let's, uh, let's get this out so our fans can follow. So August 19th. Yeah, it's August 19th, right. American Fight League in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. I got, I'm looking at it right now. Awesome. Yeah, and I w- the one guy I was going to fight, you know, I don't think that's happening anymore because he got a job as a millwright trying as an apprentice and he doesn't know if he's gonna be in Virginia at the time and they've been trying to find me another another opponent and I haven't heard anything yet. So it's and I'm still cutting weight, you know, I don't want fifty five right now. Um but I'm not sure. And um I'm dying to get in there. It, it, but it's gotta be the right guy. You know, the, right. I've I've had promoters call me up and they're how about this guy? I'm like they're trying, I mean, I'm not scared of anybody, but they're, I tell my look, I'm on a five-fight losing streak. It's horrible. And I was like, I, I mean, I sound like a bitch. I mean, I'm not saying I want some guy that I'm going to just go knock out. But don't give me some guy that's 12-1. and one. I mean, Jesus, you're just trying to end me, you know? So I, I love to hear how passionate you are and how ready you are to get back in the ring. Um like I said, I'm not a fighter. I wrestled in high school, so I know how much it sucked to lose in a wrestling match against somebody that I definitely should have beaten. That maybe yeah. I, psyched, I psyched myself out going into the match because he was a little bit bigger than me or, or whatever reason I heard something about him. So I can sort of relate. I mean, you look at Chris Weidman right now. He was undefeated, and now he's on a three-fight losing streak. But I believe he's taken three fights in the last eight months. So he's dying to get back in there and win, and now he's fighting Kelvin Gastelum. And this fight's going to determine whether or not He's still one of the greatest of all time, like everybody thought he would be, or if he's just a stepping stone. So it, it even happens to the best dudes out there. But I'm definitely excited um, to see you get back in there. August 19th, American Fight League, Norfolk, Virginia. I hope that they find somebody for you to fight because us over here at What Did I Just Listen To and our, our loyal, small but loyal army of dopesters, we'd love to support, maybe even come out and see. I mean, we, we want to follow your career and, and know how you do moving forward. Yes, awesome. You know, I've been, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm actually, I'm trying to get this job as a welder in Newport News, you know, which pays a whole lot of money, and that can help me get out of debt. I'm kind of in a hole right now, and once I can get out, you know, my plan is to go to down, down South Florida and train down there, you know, full time, or just maybe get a little part time job, and then train. So, because I mean, I'm 29 years old, I gotta, I gotta go. I mean, shit. Think, look at Conor McGregor, he's same age as I am, and look where he's at. You know, I, I just—that's kind of discouraging when you see people like that at your age and is doing what they're doing. So it's just right. like, 
I just, I just need to get out there. But then you're also, on the other side, you've got dudes, Daniel Cormier, how old is he, 38? You've got uh, Vitor Belfort, I want to say he's 39 or 40. You've got Yo Romero, he's 40, 41 years old. I mean, these guys, they're staying in there a long time. you got fighters like Chris Weidman, I believe, is 33. Um, a lot of dudes aren't hitting their stride until they hit 30, 31, 32 years old, and then they're coming out like fucking bats out of hell. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, that should be encouraging as well. That's true. I mean, I'm, I really, I really do see myself, you know, before it's all said and done, as long as, I think that, that my mental game is, is, is fixed now, and, you know, I, I, I really believe that I'm going to get on a, a big, lo- a big losing streak, a big winning streak, um, you know, to get noticed. You know, I'm actually, to be completely honest, there's a good chance I'm going to be on the real world. Um, no shit. He, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> we love the real world. Yeah, no, it's, uh, actually, tomorrow I'm sending in my casting video, um, because then I, I passed a couple of the stages, you know, you, you, you got to send in photos, if you like that, you do this, this, and that. So now, I, my buddy had edited a video for me, and we're going to upload it to my profile page, and then they said they're going to send that to a casting director for the real world. And if they like it, I think they're going to Skype me somehow. Uh, I, got a, I actually just sold my damn computer. And um, they're going to Skype me. I think if they like me then, they'll fly me out to wherever they're at. And then we'll meet face-to-face. And I think if they like me then, then that's it. I'm on the next show or whatever. That's awesome, oh, yeah, man. You've got to keep here. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks, and what did I just listen to? Alan A. Train Stevenson may be on the next season of the fucking River. That's awesome, dude. I hope so. That is kick-ass. So where can we find you? You got social media, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? I mean, I, I have an Instagram. You know, it's not like a whole bunch of photos on there. I have an Instagram. I have a Facebook. I'm very, I'm on Facebook all the time. You know, okay. I'll, I'll post the most craziest things you'll ever think, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. Good deal, man. You heard it here. Go check out Alan H. Owen Stevenson on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to keep in contact. He's now a friend of the show. So anything we can do to help you, buddy, to promote you and help move you forward, we're here to help. We'd love to, we'd love to be there for uh, to follow you on your, your path to MMA greatness. Awesome. Thanks very much. Of course, man. Hey, thanks for calling, and we do appreciate you spending your time with us. I know that it was, a, it was an honor. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. All right, buddy. You have a good one. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Dude, how about that interview with A-Train, man? Fucking real world? Uh, yeah, seriously. Also, if, uh, we're definitely adding Fight Valley to our list of movies to watch. Dude, if we, we have to watch Fight Valley, and then what the what was that Stefan Bonner movie called? Supreme Champion. Supreme Champion. That sounds like a piece of shit if I've ever heard of one before. Yeah, uh, it absolutely does. But the Fight Valley has Holly Holm and Misha Tate, so I'm definitely going to watch that because I like both of them. I'm a big Misha Tate fan. Tate fan. Was that a bit of a Freudian slip? <laughs> was it on purpose or was it an accident? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Dopesters, do you know me? <laughs> Yo, so since we're, we're talking about MMA, let's jump right into it. I know there's something that you and I have been dying to talk about, but we keep saying, save it for the podcast whenever we decide to do it again. Cormier Jones. 
Dude, I have, okay, before we even talk about the fight, the fight promo that the UFC released for Holy that is shit. the best fight promo I've ever seen. And, not, and not, I'm not the only one who said that. A ton of people on social media and a lot of uh, UFC reporters have said the same thing. It's like, it, they basically set it up as like a movie trailer. It's like got, this big like, comeback story for John Jones. You've got to think, though, the UFC has had years to put this together. There is There are literal years of bad blood between John Bones Jones and Daniel Cormier. When was their last fight? That's DC's only loss. I think like 2014 was when he tested positive. Let me. I'm gonna look this up right now. But in the meantime, I don't know when their first fight was. But the for the when I think 2014 was when John Jones tested positive. It was UFC 182. So back on January 3rd, 2015, it's been over two years, and these dudes fucking hate each other. Yeah. Like, it's not fake like a lot of guys put on just to be tough guys. These guys legitimately hate each other. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Definitely check out the full, like, four-minute uh, fight promo that uh, the UFC released. It's definitely worth the watch. And it, it, this fight wasn't even on my radar until that came out, and now I can't even wait for it. It's, also, was... it's also a three-championship uh, ticket. Yeah, isn't Cyborg fighting on this card? Yeah, it's Chris uh, Cyborg and Tyrone Woodley. So it's you a, know it's what? A, it's a pretty big card. The only reason I gave a shit about the last welterweight title fight was because it was with Wonderboy. And the only reason I give a shit about this welterweight title fight is because it's with Damian Baya. I can't stand Tyron Woodley. And I don't care who knows. He's a whiny baby. Anyway, bring me back, Eric. Bring me back. I'm, I'm bringing ranting. you back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Bones, Jones, Cormier, when is, what's the, the date, what is the date for the fight? Is it the 29th? It's July 29th, yeah. Oh my god, I want to watch that fight so fucking bad. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Are you going to be up here when it happens? Dude, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's next weekend, shit, I'm going to be in Philly. Yeah, also folks, you know, we, like we said earlier, we do have big plans for the show, and one of the things that's able to facilitate this happening is that Gibson will, in fact, be moving back up to Northern Virginia. It's true. Dun, dun, dun. I got a new job. Together. We're gonna be together. The gang's getting back together, man. Especially since last episode, we went on a, a rant about how uh, well, we've had a, a, a strainful uh, long-distance relationship. It's true. Long-distance relationships will kill you. If any of you dopesters can tell me what song and what band, what band wrote the song that has it, long distance relationships will kill you, I'll, I'll, we'll figure something out, some kind of a prize. If you we'll can send you a t-shirt, we're working on merch. We are working on merch. So Eric and I have a lot of big plans moving forward, uh, taking this more legit. And all of that is going to start when I move back up to Nova in about two weeks. Hell yeah. Yeah, I know I'm looking forward to it. If you paid so attention to our Instagram... You will see that Eric has a brand new, custom-built, repurposed pallet bar in his basement that we will be getting fucked up at on a regular basis. Yes. So definitely hit that subscribe button because you're going to want to be a part of the future of this uh, brand. Absolutely. We want to grow with you. We want to bring the fans what they want to hear. And we love talking about nonsense. So if you have any ideas, go ahead and hit us up at what did I just listen to, the number two at gmail.com, or on one of our, our different social media outlets. You can hit us up on Facebook at what WDIJLT Podcast, Instagram at what did I just listen to, or Twitter at WDIJL2, the number two. Go ahead and hit us with your ideas. If you hate us, let us know. If you love us, let us know. Uh, whatever. Anyway, let's get and off this plug. And, and definitely. 
take the time to check out Alan A. Train Stevenson for did I mean he took the time to be our first ever interview and he definitely deserves your support as well if you're a fan of the show. I completely agree. He's a really down to earth, fun guy, and I really look forward to seeing what he does with his career moving forward into the future. Great dude. Absolutely. So, without further ado, uh, let's move forward with the rest of the podcast, shall we? Let's start off, uh, I think everybody deserves to know what we've been drinking this week so far. You want to do Drink of the Week? I want well, to let's drink do of Drink of the Week. Let's drink of the Week. Let's drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Okay, let's just do it. <laughs> so, as you can tell, I've already had a few of the Drink of the Weeks. <laughs> I've had th- Two doubles already of my drink of the week, so... So, Eric, you go ahead. What is your drink of the week? I've had... this. I'm on my second uh, glass of uh, Old Forester's bur- uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon on the rocks. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Oh, yes. Oh, very much so. It's officially my new brand. So Please I might, describe. Oh, it's just... Uh, for those of you who are bourbon people, uh, this is just a, a very smooth, very mellow, um, uh, very much a vanilla kind of caramel taste to it. Uh, it's very good. Uh, very smooth. It's smooth uh, either on the rocks or neat. So that's how you know it's a good bourbon. Uh, Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you that we were thinking about planning uh, a, a, a short little like weekend vacation out to Kentucky to go distillery hopping? You did tell me, and I'm unable to go. You're never going to be able to go, even if we do it like next spring? Well, I thought you were going to do it sometime in the next like two weeks. Oh, no. Hell no. Am I thinking of something different? I think you're thinking of something different. No, in two weeks, two, like three weeks, we're going out of Charleston for a solar eclipse party. That's what it is that I can't go to. I can do the Kentucky one if we wait. Oh, yeah, we're waiting. I, that's going to cost money uh, no matter how we try to get there. So. Word. Good deal. So would you care to hear what my drink of the week is? I'm not done with my drink of the week yet, sir. Oh, shit. Okay, well, go uh, on then. I also wanted to say, for those of you who pay attention to uh, like behind the scenes, like movie featurettes and things like that, uh, Old Forester is the official bourbon of the Kingsman to the Golden Circle. I was about to ask that. Yep. I knew it. I knew it sounded familiar. They're, the official like bourbon that they're making just for the movie hasn't come out yet, but I will special order one through the AB, through ABC once it does come out. And it will be posted on our Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yeah. Watch it suck. <laughs> Regardless, man, I love The Kingsman. I hope Kingsman 2 is good because Kingsman 1 is one of my favorite movies. Yes, yes but that's for a later conversation in uh, today's True. podcast. All right. What are you drinking, good buddy? So, I am indulging in a delicious brand that is always brewed using the choicest hops, best barley, malt, and rice from an age-old brewery. That's right. I am drinking Bud Light. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, I am currently between jobs in that I left my my, uh, original job and now I'm waiting to start my second. So needless to say, I'm fucking broke. So until I start working my new job, I'll be drinking Bud Light, Keystone, and whatever leftover liquor I can find in the bottles strewn across my apartment. Well, all right. Yep. It's pretty good. I'm getting hammered on college beer. So anyway, now that you know what we're drinking, we'd love to hear what you all are drinking. So go ahead and snap some pictures. Uh, tweet at us whatever your drink of the week is, your preferred drink. If you have a favorite craft brew, cra- uh, craft distill, or if you like a nice glass of wine, go ahead and send that up. Send that our way. We'd love to see what our fans are drinking. And we'd love to. And if you do, because uh, you know we are still getting started. Not a lot of people active on social media. 
uh, you will definitely get a shout out either on social media, you know, or through retweets or on our podcast directly. If, uh, you know, so definitely do that and hit the subscribe button. We're just gonna keep saying it and just pester you like little assholes. Because <laughs> that's what we are. That's how you get viewers, motherfucker. You keep telling people to subscribe. Nah. So hopefully we have good content too. So anyway, let's move forward. So. We're past uh, our drink of the week. All right, and we talked a little bit about... uh, We already talked about uh, Daniel Cormier, John Jones. Uh, One thing we haven't had the opportunity to talk about yet is uh, the uh, Mayweather-McGregor press conference tour. So I want to come out and say that I was wrong. For all of of our our long-term listeners that have been with us since the beginning, I straight up said on one of our early podcasts, this will never happen. What the hell do I know? I'm a 23-year-old kid that lives in Roanoke. I have no connection to the UFC or any of the fighting uh, promotions anywhere. But I, I have my opinions, and I was wrong. It's happening, and I'm stoked. And I told you it would definitely happen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, we're not going to talk about the fight. There's plenty of time. We'll talk about that on a later date. We are going to talk definitely about the press tour, since that's just concluded, and it was epic. I loved it. I loved Dance for me, boy. My favorite There's part. only about five grand in here. <laughs> he goes, you can't even read. You're a 40-year-old man. Look what the fuck you're wearing. And you can't even read. You carry a school bag and you can't even read. I don't know if he can read. I don't know if that came out of nowhere, but it was hilarious. <laughs> he can. He's, he released a video proving that he could. He was reading. <laughs> it's him. It's... It's... it's <laughs> He had to release a video saying, "Homie, I can't read." That's hilarious. No, it was it was a video of him uh, doing a reading off of cue cards for Showtime promotions for the fight. Oh and, my and, god! And, and, and during uh, the video, so I think somebody else posted, but during the video, uh, uh, like after he's done reading off a couple cue cards, he's like, "Motherfucker, I can definitely read." <laughs> He had to reprove it to himself. <laughs> Did you see the after uh, fight? Uh, oh, I'm crying. The after interview that was uh, it was it was Conor McGregor's interview, but it was uh, crashed by Floyd Mayweather Senior. Yeah, it's a ridiculous back and forth. It's like Senior, I like you, I like you, Senior. You're a great guy, but your boy better watch his back. <laughs> <laughs> my my absolute favorite part was when I believe they were in London and the stage was set up like a boxing ring and he went over and started talking shit to the bodyguards. He's, you big ape, you're nothing but a big ape and you won't do fuck all. And then he goes up to the Showtime dude, he's like, you fucking weasel. And I love that, how he kept calling him a weasel. Oh my God, dude. Love him or hate him, Conor McGregor is one of the most entertaining people on the planet. Oh, I love it. It's You know what? I normally absolutely hate... Like people who are just showboats and like cocky assholes, stuff like that, athletes. But Connor does it with such like confidence and bravado, like on a whole nother level, like beyond any other athlete in history, that you just can't not love him. He's just fucking hilarious. Like plain and simple, he's one of the funniest, most entertaining people on the planet. I'm not even a huge Connor McGregor fan. Oh, I definitely am. Like I, I yes, I bought him and Nate Diaz too, and yes, I bought when he fought Eddie Alvarez, which was more for the other fights. It was an amazing fight. I've never been a huge Conor McGregor fan because I'm not a bandwagon guy. I like a lot of the older fighters that have been around for a long time, but I've never been disappointed watching one of his his performances. That's for damn sure. He always puts on a good show. Oh, yeah. Like I said, love him or hate him, you're turning in to watch him, so he wins either way. Definitely. Uh, early predictions as of right now, because I think our predictions have changed a little bit. Where do you, As of right now, who, who do you think would take the fight? 
Not, not, who, not who you would bet on. Who do you actually think would take the fight? Realistically. Realistically speaking, I don't know if I can honestly have an opinion on this. Because I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about boxing, and I'm not going to pretend like I know a whole ton about MMA. I'll say this. Conor McGregor's 29. Floyd Mayweather's 40. Floyd Mayweather is one of the best defensive boxers of all time. If not Con- the best. Conor McGregor is arguably the best uh, counterpuncher in the UFC. He's incredibly accurate, but MMA striking versus boxing striking is so different, I don't really know. I don't know the finesse, the finesse of boxing. I'll say this. To say that Conor McGregor only has a boxer's chance and that he's got the puncher's chance to win, I think that's bullshit. I think he's got more than a puncher's chance. I think he definitely could knock Mayweather out. He's not going to beat him in a decision. Yeah. So if he's going to win, it's going to be a knockout. And I think he can do it, and it's more than just a boxer's chance. But I don't really know, honestly. I'm putting money on Conor because if he wins, I'm going to make a shit ton of money. But I don't, I don't know. Do you, um, did you see Dana White's uh, uh, video of him behind the scenes, actually, where you could hear what uh, Mayweather and McGregor were saying to each other in their face-off? No. Is it good? So one of the things that Connor said uh, was, uh, he's like, do your brown hands get cold? Do, do they hurt when it's cold? Do they hurt when it's cold? <laughs> yeah, because he breaks like, his fucking hands yeah. all the time. You put your hands up in the guard. My fists break the guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my favorite thing, though, was um, this is when they first shut off his mic in the first uh, the first one, where Floyd goes, I don't give a fuck. You want to fight in an octagon? I'll fight in an octagon. Connor goes, Oh, don't bullshit. You won't fight in a fucking octagon. <laughs> and he and he goes, he goes, it's half a fight. It's a third of a fight. You've got a problem with MMA, but you won't come over to MMA to solve it. Fine, not a problem. I'll come over here and do it. You don't want to fight in a cage. You have to fight in a ring. Fine, I don't care. Not a big deal. I'll fight in a ring. Just the confidence is so fucking funny. Dude, the one thing that he said where he was just like, you you know what, your record is uh, 49-0. You've been in 49 boxing matches and zero fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, every single time Connor goes in there, people are saying he's not going to win. I thought Eddie Alvarez would beat him because Eddie Alvarez was a better wrestler, but Connor it, McGregor fucking gets in everybody's head. People said he had no chance against Jose Aldo and knocked him out in 13 seconds. Literally every step of the way, people have said he's had no chance, and then yeah. he's fucking won. So I'm not putting it past him. I think he definitely can win. I don't know if it's realistic, because I don't I don't know as much as I like to pretend I do. I'm going to bet on him either way, because that's the uh, he's the underdog, so you have, I have more opportunity to make more money off of him. So. Yeah, you're not going to make any money off of Floyd. You'll bet 100 and make like 5 bucks. Yeah. Um... But anyways, I think everybody knows where we stand on this fight, and we've done enough talking about combat sports for this podcast. Let's move on. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about between uh, E3 and Comic-Con. That's true. That's true. E3 was a good one. Eric and I actually got together. We went down to Charleston, South Carolina, and watched pretty much every E3 press conference that we possibly could. Yeah, we went to beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, and we stayed in watching video games. Because <laughs> that's how committed we are to you motherfuckers, to the dopesters. Because we need you to be able to listen to us talk about things that nobody really gives that much of a shit about. <laughs> so what uh, what stood out to you uh, from E3, man? Well, I'll tell you this. I've been on the fence since it came out as to whether or not I want to get it. And now, seeing the titles that are being released on it, I definitely want to get his VR. Yeah. Skyrim and Doom VR. 
Fallout 4. Or it's... Was it Doom? No, I think it was Fallout 4. Yeah. Maybe Doom's on there too. I don't know. But Fallout 4 and Skyrim VR, that makes me want to play those VR. games again. I mean, that looks VR. awesome. That looks awesome. Now I want to get VR. Hell yeah. That that looks dope. And then uh, the other big thing stuck out to me was, was Project Scorpio with the Xbox One X. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I think that's... I think it's interesting that they're coming out with basically a half a step up console, and then a year and some change later, the PS5 is coming out with from PlayStation. So I'm curious to see if if Microsoft is going to be able to hold on to their market share in the in the console wars. They're losing, man. I, even even with the the Scorpio, I mean, because people who are loyal PlayStation fans, you know, the Pro, the difference between the Scorpio and the Pro is like, I mean, the Scorpio is obviously better, but like, when you're actually playing, you know, is it really that much better? But also, I'll say this, like, Xbox, it's, it's it's exponentially better on paper, but in actually when you're playing, it's, it's negligible. Who gives a shit? I have a PS4. I don't need a PS4 Pro. I bought a it, PS4 Pro. I know you bought a PS4 Pro because you love to waste money, but give me shit for wasting money. But I have my <laughs> PS4, and I'm happy with it. I don't care. I'm not going to buy, like, I'm not going to upgrade to a slimmer version or a slightly better version. Just wait till the new one comes out. That's how I've always been. Like, But I'll, I'll say this. Xbox 360 is probably my favorite game console of all time. I played more hours on that game console than any other one I've ever owned. But then the Xbox One came out, and I could have been more disappointed. It sucks. You have to download an app to watch Blu-rays. Yeah. Just like stupid little inconveniences like that. If you don't have internet, or you have shitty internet, you can't watch a Blu-ray on it. Yeah. It's stupid. I don't like that kind of stuff. And that's why I think PlayStation is winning. It's an entertainment console, not a game console. Well, the one thing PlayStation did fuck up on with the PlayStation 4 Pro is that it doesn't do yeah. uh, 4K uh, Blu-rays. Which is another reason for me not to waste money on it. What's the point? Yeah. Because I'm a hu- we are huge movie guys over here at What Did I Just Listen To. So big, in fact, I just cataloged all my movies and I've got well over 250 hard copy movies. Countless digital downloads. I mean, I w- we watch movies all the fucking time, so that's like number one biggest thing in my life is watching movies. I love it. So why am I going to spend all this for a 4K game system when barely any games are 4K and it can't even play 4K DVDs? Yep. That's just me. I'm not trying to shit on you because I'm sure the games look amazing and I'll want one as soon as I play yours. Yep. Ugh. Uh, so okay, so new console, everything like that. But uh, as far as games go, uh, what stood out to you at E3? Because there's some pretty cool stuff. Did I? Okay, so before we even get to those, uh, did you see? Because I sent it to you the tra- trailer for the South Park mobile game. I did not watch it yet. What? I know I meant to, and then I had to run errands. They play cowboys and Indians. Oh my God! Is it funny? What? What kind of? Describe it to us. It's um, it's a lot like the. Uh, I mean, you should obviously go check out the trailer for you. It's called South Park Phone Destroyer. Uh, and it's a lot like the games that already come out because it's pretty simple, technologically speaking. It doesn't use up a lot of data. Um, I think it's uh, not as so much side-scroller is as the story just plays out for you and then you do the fights. Cool. Do you know when it comes out? Uh, no, I do not have that information in front of me. Uh, what, whatever. I'll just I'll uh, you I'll pre-order on Google Play. That's one of my favorite things. I'll get a notification when it comes out. If it's anything like the 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 stick of truth, then I'm down. When does Fractured But Whole come out? November. Oh God, I can't wait for that game. 
Yeah. There's so many good games coming out that I can't wait for. So for any of y'all listening, any of you dopesters out there that saw the pic, the video that I originally posted, uh, amping up this interview with A Train, you'll notice in the background, I've got my uh, vintage game collection. It's kind of small, but then also in a picture I posted previously, you can see it in full force. Up on the top, I have more or less a shrine to Assassin's Creed. It's my favorite game series of all time. They've had a few hiccups, but Assassin's Creed Origins, based in Egypt. What are your thoughts, Eric? It actually looks awesome, partially because they completely turned the like the gameplay system on its head, with the exception of obviously like the basic things they have to leave the same, like the parkour and all that. But like the collecting new weapons and things like that, that's all set up like an RPG. Your eagle vision is actually like you use a bird as a drone now instead of just everything turning so fucking cool. blue. Uh, and like uh, the fighting is supposed to be far more dynamic. And when you shoot an arrow, you can actually control the fucking arrow. Badass man. That's all just from the trailer too. I don't have. I have no idea what the actual, what other stuff you know they have in store. Well, in my humble opinion, the best Assassin's Creed games were the ones before Guns. Oh, absolutely. Assassin's Creed One was groundbreaking when that game came out. There was nothing like it. Assassin's Creed Two is my all-time favorite Assassin's Creed game, and then Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is a damn close second. After that, Revelations was shit. I didn't hate number three like so many people did. I thought it was still a lot of fun. It just had a lot of problems. Black Flag was a blast. I played Rogue. Rogue was a lot of fun. Not amazing, but still a lot of fun. Oh, Unity. Unity was a horrendous piece of shit. Unity, okay. Unity was a horrendous piece of shit. But there were parts of Unity that I thought were really great that I I wish they had actually carried over to Syndicate. And I'm playing Syndicate right now. I just got it. It's not bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. Yeah. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I'm indifferent, and that's the worst to be in a game, on a game. So. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to Origins. What uh, what stuck out to you the most at, uh, at E3, dude? Uh, I will say, the uh, well, Battlefront 2 looks amazing. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes, it does. They're well, fixing it. They finally added a story. Thank God. Yes. Multiplayer-only games just... I mean, unless you're looking at, like, Overwatch, that's pretty much it. Or, like, Call of Duty, where it's like, you know, the stories aren't that great to begin with. I still like the stories. No shit. I just beat Infinite Warfare. I didn't hate it. They should have done a better story for Battlefield 1. I think they really screwed up on that. Yeah, and they don't have any story DLC coming out anytime soon, which is bullshit. How are you going to have a World War One video game and you don't get to play anything with the Russians? Explain to me how that doesn't make any damn sense. Well, they make it the DLC for the Russians, but that's only for the. It's all multiplayer. It's just maps, and then you get playable characters. That's stupid. Yeah. Like you don't get to do shit as the French. Yeah. Come on, man. It's there's just so many holes because it's such a fun game, but so many stupid holes. It's just unfinished. It was like when Destiny came out. Destiny was awesome, but it was an unfinished game. So is the division. So I mean, I hate that whole thing where it's just like it's one hundred percent online, even when you're playing the campaign. And oh, then it sucks. And then don't worry, like you know, it does. It seems like you only get half a game, but if you pay ten dollars, you'll get the rest of the game. When you already paid sixty dollars. Yeah. That's what I don't like. That's why now I'm getting really back into retro games with my N sixty four and um, my GameCube, my PlayStation, my NES. I'm playing all this old stuff because a lot of the time I only have twenty five, thirty, maybe forty minutes to sit down. After I get off work and before my fiance gets home, so I plug in Super Mario 64, play 30 minutes, turn it off, whatever. Nowadays, I buy a game on my PS4, I gotta wait for it to download for three hours. Unless I buy it online, then it takes two days. 
and then I'm lucky if I get to play any of it at all. Yeah. I don't know. I like the old shit. I like the retro stuff. I like the retro stuff, too. As long as it's retro stuff that I know. I don't like when they come out with, like, new indie games that try to be, like, retro games. I end up, like, never enjoying them. <clears throat> that's too deep down the wormhole. I'm not a retro fanatic. Like, that's way deep down that wormhole, and I don't feel like delving that deep. But, uh, dopesters out there, Eric and I are playing a little something when I move up to Nova. We're going to get our hands on a Retron 5 and maybe start a, a Twitch channel where we're going to stream some drinking games that we play along classic games. Number one will be, it's called Drunk Driving. Sounds bad. Basically, you get a beer and you play Mario Kart 64 and every lap you got to drink a beer and you can't continue on to the next lap until you finish your beer. So we're going to be doing stuff like that once I move up to Nova. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And we in no way uh, condone actual drunk driving. Absolutely not. It's horrible. Don't do it. You'll ruin your life and maybe kill somebody. So there's our, our disclaimer. Y'all are smart enough to make your own decisions. We're not going to act like your fucking parents. Yeah. Or worse, even worse than killing somebody, you may have to file an insurance claim. Yeah. God. <laughs> Lord forbid. <laughs> uh, so a uh, couple other games that stood out. Uh, okay, one game I'm dying for us to get because we can play it together is A Way Out. That oh, the Prison Escape game. All right, yeah, if you explain this to the people if they, if they aren't familiar with it or haven't seen any previews for it. Dude, y'all got to check this out. If you like anything that has to do with um, prison, so like I like to watch Lock Up on TV, so anything jail-related is right up my alley. But also, if you're a big fan of retro games and couch co-op, this game is pure 100% couch co-op. You can't even play it by yourself. No. You and another friend, you each play as a character, and you have to work together as a team to break out of jail and I think escape across the border, maybe. Yeah, something like it's, that. It's kick-ass, but it's it's 100% mandatory couch co-op. So it, No, no, it no. Takes, you, can, you can do uh, online co-op. You can? Yeah, from what I heard. I thought Anyway, if it is only couch co-op, which would be dope, that's like the old days of playing on the N64. I love that stuff. Anyway, it's awesome, man. It's mandatory multiplayer, and it, it just looks really, really cool. Definitely. Totes. Totes. <laughs> totes uh, also, and I think the one... like Those are games that I'm pretty confident I think uh, are going to be great. The game that is coming out that I want to be good, but could end up being another Division or Destiny is Anthem. Which one is uh? Which one is Anthem? Anthem is the one where you uh live in like this world full of monsters, and you have like this one fortress, and like people fly out and in, in like robotic suits to fight monsters. The mech suits, yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna go the way of Destiny. I have a good feeling that's gonna go the way of Destiny. Which that's... Destiny is a ton of fun. I know a lot of people that played it religiously, but at release, that game was so incomplete. Yep. Can I just say? I don't know about you, I hate how modern games have all these stupid fucking microtransactions. Oh, like a like a mobile game. And I, I know people who love that shit and they get deep into it. You know who's like that fucking Zach? Of course Zach is fucking Zach. <laughs> Throwing up on my floor. <laughs> BYOS, bring your own story time. This motherfucker, ton of fun. I think we talked about our suit story before when we went to Clarendon in suits. Yes, but that was uh, an unlistenable podcast. Ah, uh, so you've never heard it. We'll sh- we'll save that story for later. Needless to say, we got fucked up. This is the first time I ever met this dude staying in my house, spitting on my floor, threw up all over my floor, and Eric had to clean him up in the shower. We did tell the story, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know what? Sorry, scratch that. We told the suit story. The story that we uh, that ended up being unlistenable, which also involved spitting on the floor, was the Anne Frank story. <laughs> 
Next episode, we're going to talk about the Anne Frank party. Oh, it is not as it is not as offensive as it sounds. Yeah, we just used that because we had to hide in a basement. Yeah, from the police. <laughs> from the police. Yes, oh, that was man. a fun time. Oh, Shout out to you, Archer Miner. <laughs> the police. My fucking hat now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'll save that one for That's a later a great podcast. Story. That's that a, is a great story. We'll save that to the next episode's uh, BYOS Bring Your Own oh Story. That's a new hashtag, by the way. Hashtag Bring Your Own Story. Yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. If y'all got some crazy stories, go ahead and tweet at us with hashtag BYOS. If it's good enough, we will tell it on the podcast. Absolutely. Just make sure to give us permission because we won't ask. <laughs> Uh, oh man. Uh, anything else from E three that stood out before we, before we move on to a different topic? I think we've talked about games enough. Let's uh, let's we move forward have. to movies. Let's move to movies. Okay. Before we talk about movie previews, we need to talk about some movies that we've seen recently. And one of them that was pretty big, pretty epic, little movie that you may or may not have heard of. It's only the biggest fucking movie probably ever. Wonder Woman. Awesome movie. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying that. I will say this. Wonder Woman may have single-handedly saved the DC Universe as far as movies go. Oh, absolutely. Because it is by far the best DC movie to come out in recent history. I think it's probably also not only one, by far probably the best DC movie, It's I think it's it's up there and probably, if not top ten, if not top five, definitely top ten best superhero movies ever made. Absolutely. Because everybody knows... The Dark Knight is an awesome movie. Blah, blah, blah. Bandwagon fans, we love The Dark Knight. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's not a great Batman movie, in my opinion. It's not. It's a great movie. It's not a great It's not Batman. Movie. That's not how Batman is. So, yeah, it was a great movie. Not a great superhero movie. And it's not part of the current DC Universe. So, we're going to forget that it counts before we get anybody saying, Oh, but Dark Knight is one of the best movies of all time. It doesn't fucking count. It's not part of the current universe. That's like saying, I loved... Uh, the original Punisher that came out. You, how are you going to leave that out? What? Yeah, it's not part of the current Marvel universe, so it doesn't fucking count. So we're not going to talk about it. So I that am. aside, I, I do. That is a great movie, though. I, I love that movie. Tom, Thomas Jane's performance as the Punisher, I think, is the best of the three. Absolutely. But the new Punisher and the Defenders is going to be great. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. I tweeted about the Defenders. Uh, check out my 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 post. It's uh, the new trailer. It looks cool. Anyway, back on topic. The DC Cinematic Universe sucks. Okay? We it's all know that. It's better every day. Batman vs. Superman was not a very good movie. Man Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was a horrendous piece of shit. Man of Steel was okay at best. At best it was okay. But Wonder Woman was fantastic. Oh, oh man, amazing. That you know, movie was it, so good. It was better the second time I saw it. I need to see it again because it was it was better the second time because the first time I watched it I was looking for things to that were going to go bad and honestly yeah. my only critique of the entire film was that some of the CGI could have been better but that's that's like if that's your only critique is that some of the CGI could have been a little bit better then I agree man everything my, else was perfect my only problem I, I thought it was a little bit overdone is they did too many slow motion close close ups with wind blowing through her hair to oh, make I, her look powerful. I thought there were just a little bit too much of that. I didn't but think once there again, was enough of that because she's beautiful <laughs> and I want to see wind going through her hair permanently. Speaking of her being beautiful, Gal Gadot, have you seen Keeping Up with the Joneses? I have not. I've heard that was a ter- terrible movie. But I'll Who see told you that? It. Uh, it's hilarious. Critics? 
Fuck the critics, man. Listen to your buddy who's who who, who his his favorite movie is Bucky Larson Born to Be Listen a Star. Listen to my buddy who's the most easily entertained person I've met in my life. <laughs> it's so funny. Zach Galifianakis plays an HR rep that takes his job way too seriously, aka every HR rep. It's hilarious. That's a good one. Ugh. Another a movie I, I I haven't seen that I, but I need to see because I've heard it's amazing is uh, Baby Driver. Yes, dude, I want to see that really bad. I want to see Dunkirk tomorrow. Yeah, Leslie and I are going to go see that probably tomorrow as well. Did you see Spider Man today? I did not see Spider Man. Oh well, I well that's too bad because I need to talk about it, so it's going to be spoilerific. For we you. can't talk about Spider Man. I haven't seen it yet. Though you told me you were going to see it and that we talk about it on this podcast, so that's on you. That's on you. You know what I did? I lied. I lied to you. What? I said I was going to see it. I didn't see it. I lied. That's what I did. I've Wait, been untruthful. So you did see it? No, I didn't see it. I oh, said okay. I was going to see it, and I did not. So that right. means I lied. I lied you, to you. The way you worded it was untruthful. It was odd. Anyway. Okay. All right. But all right. So if neither of us have seen Spider Man, or no, I've seen Spider Man. You haven't seen Spider Man. Neither of us have seen Dunkirk. Neither of us have seen Baby Driver. The only one that was important that we need to talk about that we both seen was Wonder Woman. So what we need to talk about now is upcoming movies. Yes. And as, uh, for those of you who are listening who may not be in the know, there's a little thing going on right now called San Diego Comic-Con, and we uh, may or may <laughs> not be there right now. Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? We're definitely not there. We don't have no, that kind not. of money. I'm in my Support us. Right support us. And maybe we could a year from now. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Calling all dopesters. Send us your money. You never know till you know, you know? Yeah, you know. Uh, but... Uh, so one preview for a movie that dropped uh, that looks starts out looking stupid but then turns into looking amazing is a movie Netflix original uh, called Bright describe this one to us dude have you seen the trailer for it? I have not so I want you to describe it to me this is uh, you need to see the trailer and I think you should take a moment a second from now uh, to watch it but uh, this is a movie from director David Ayer uh, who's directed Training Day, End of Watch, Fury, and Suicide Squad. And it is a Netflix original. It is starring Joel Edgerton from Warrior uh, oh. and Will Smith. Oh. Maybe you've heard of him. I don't know. Only the biggest actor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> they both play cops in uh, modern-day L.A., but there's a twist. This isn't L.A. as you know it. This is L.A. in a world where orcs and fairies and uh, mythical creatures exist alongside people, but still looks like modern-day L.A. And Joel Edgerton plays Will Smith's new diversity hire orc uh, uh, police partner. Jesus Christ. Yes, and they go out on a mission, uh, or on on a call one day, and they stumble upon a girl who has one of the last uh, existing magic wands and it becomes the most and it becomes the most valuable item in all of Los Angeles thus ensues one of the uh, a, uh, an all out war with Joel Edgerton and Will Smith versus the whole police uh, corrupt police department that sounds like one of the most ridiculous movie premises maybe of the last decade take a moment watch the trailer then tell me what you think I'll watch it with you. We'll sync up because I really want. I, I think it looks amazing. It starts out looking stupid, then turns amazing. It's called Bright, and it's a Netflix original, and it's like a huge mainstream movie. So Netflix is trying to change the movie game. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, well, it's 
press play at the same time, and then I'll edit out the uh, the us not talking. Dude. Yes. That looks awesome. Does it not? Hot damn. <laughs> so, from what I originally described to you, to what you then watched, uh, how much better was it actually watching it? Uh, ten times. <laughs> how ridiculous did it sound to me describing it, though? I was picturing, like, Disney cartoons for some reason. Ah. Yeah, Fairies definitely. Yeah, definitely, uh, if you're listening, if you haven't seen that preview, uh, check it out and tell us what you think. Because it looks pretty awesome. That movie looks way better than I would have expected a movie with fucking fairies and elves and shit to be. It looks pretty, like, gritty. Yeah, dude, it's the same guy who directed End of Watch, so... End of Watch is a very underrated movie, in my opinion. I don't think it's underrated. I think it's uh, under-known. It's not under known. Under-appreciated. Like, you never really hear anybody talk about it, but that's a fantastic um, oh, hell yeah. police thriller. Yo, definitely. That's a great movie. I'll watch anything with Jake Gyllenhaal, though. Uh, he's up there with Hugh Jackman, for me. Really? Big Jake Gyllenhaal guy. Oh, yeah, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, dude, Southpaw's a great movie. That is a, I've seen that movie you know, maybe 15 times. No movie I haven't seen with Jake Gyllenhaal that's supposed to be amazing. Nightcrawler. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Looks good. Another movie I've been wanting to see for a while that's been out for like two years that I still haven't gotten around to see is Hell or High Water. That's an awesome movie. Is it? Oh, it's really good, yeah. The backstory, it, it's got a fascinating story that... that you learn more and more as the movie goes on, of course, but like it unfolds. You, your whole opinion of the characters completely changes as the movie goes on. You realize maybe you were wrong. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, I've gotten really into like uh, modern, uh, modern day Western thrillers like Hell or High Water, Sicario, uh, yeah. you know, Country for Old Men. I think that's, that's a really great genre. Hell or High Water is the definition of a modern day Western thriller. Yeah, like that. That it's a it's a great movie. I would highly recommend that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's amazing, so I'm definitely going to give it a look-see. Dude, another movie coming out, though, that I will see the day it drops, because it is the sequel to one of my all-time favorite movies, and that is Kingsman 2. Ooh, I was just getting ready to ask you about Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. I love Kingsman. I've seen that movie probably 10 or 11 times now, and it never gets old. I'll watch it. I'll watch it anytime. I love that movie. And you know what's great? They're coming to America, and they've tried to make the American Kingsman, the Statesman, seem like as ridiculous as possible by making them as stereotypically American as possible, and they just made them a thousand times more awesome. Exactly. Well, you got to think, the Kingsmen, they make, like, super high-class British. Yeah. Like, as, like, as British as you can be, the Kingsmen. Yeah. You know, they wear pinky rings. That's how British they are. Yeah. And then you got the statesmen. They're just fucking wild cowboys drinking whiskey, screaming profanities, and fighting with lassos and bullwhips. I love it. And their parachutes are just giant American flags. Oh, my God. Because subtlety isn't in the vocabulary of an American spy agency. <laughs> but I just love... What is What does he say to Channing Tatum? He's like, oh, it's, fuck yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, there's a scene in the trailer, so this isn't spoilers, unless you're the type of asshole who just doesn't even want to see the trailers before a movie, which, you know, get over yourself. He's... <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in the trailer where he goes, uh, he's like, that's got to be the most American thing I've ever seen. And then Chain Tim goes, ah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most American response ever. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That looks great. But it looks like, so one of the, so the last, uh, the villain in the last movie was all about, like, uh, how, like, social media is becoming too big of a thing. It looks like the premise of the next film, based off the preview, is based off, like, Amazon and, like, drone delivery systems and things like that. Of course. 
I'm curious to see what they do because yeah. I, like I said, Kingsman is one of my favorite movies of all time. So you should I'm, read I, the comic book series. Oh, I definitely should read the comic book series. Speaking of which, I just picked up a bunch of comics at a at a local yard sale that I think you might want a few of them. Yeah. Oh, that probably. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to look this up to be uh, certain. I'm pretty sure Mark Millar uh, wrote Kingsman. Oh yeah. Which uh, he's also he wrote, he wrote Old Man Logan. Oh, badass. I still need to read that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it is uh, Mark Millar. Uh, Mark Millar, yeah, he wrote uh, Kingsman, Old Man Logan, a bunch of Marvel stuff. He also wrote Wanted. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, he's a pr- fairly prolific uh, graphic novelist. Good shit. I need to check that out. Definitely check him out, Dopesters, if you like comic books. Oh, really good, gritty comic books. Old Man Logan is high up there on my list of, of one that I need to get. I need to read that. Uh, I'll loan you my Logan. Copy. I still have your copy of Watchmen. Have you finished it? No. <laughs> I've, I've gotten no further in it than I was the last time we talked. Yeah. Uh, Dopesters, I borrowed his copy of Watchmen a year ago. I've read 40 pages. I read that entire graphic novel in a day and a half. So, and yes. It's a big one. It is a big one. It's, it's a, it's a, a massive one. Yeah, a large and yeah. So you got anything else for me with movies? Uh, yeah, dude, we got a couple more previews to get through. Which again, we'll edit out the the silence. We got to watch the Justice League Comic Con trailer. What up? Yo, that trailer was kick ass. Yeah, it was. Did you catch the two little uh, homages? Uh, which homages are you speaking of? Where he said, "If only," where Alfred said, "If only it were." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, little exploding, exploding peng- penguins. Yeah, that was a nice throwback to back when Batman fought stupid, weird little uh, villains back in the days of like the comedy of Batman. Yep. That and then how um, whoever this deity that they're fighting is said there's no lantern. Yeah. I think that could be a little um, a little oh, like that's, no, sneak no. preview to what's to come. That's definitely a preview to come because the villain that they're facing is uh, Steppenwolf. I don't know Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is the head general for Doomsday. Ah, okay. So it would make sense that they would uh, say that no lantern because the Green Lantern Corps is all over, all across the universe. So odds are the Doomsday, she's trying to take over the universe, would have encountered them at some point. Exactly. So that I think is something saying coming soon. The Green Lantern. Yeah. Which, Which I hope. I think the Green Lantern's pretty cool. I think the last I heard, they were narrowing down uh, people uh, for, like people who they were considering to play Green Lantern are like Chris Pine and like Terry Crews. Not Terry Crews. Uh, Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, they couldn't do Chris Pine because Chris Pine played... Uh, he was in Wonder Woman. You know who... Hold on, give me one second while I look this up. Terry Crews would be a pretty cool one. I think it'd be cool if they put somebody like Michael B. Jordan in there. Oh, Michael B. Jordan would be perfect, perfect to play Jon Stewart. Yeah. If they, if, they, if they did a young Jon Stewart, it should be Michael B. Jordan. If they do an older Jon Stewart, it should be, uh, what's his name, Idris Elba. Yes, Idris Elba, definitely. He'd be a good one. Or, uh, who is, what's the guy's name? He played Doctore in Spartacus. No, I don't think he'd be a right fit. You gotta uh, have, you gotta have, like, kind of this, like, no, like, uh, kind of like sage look to you oh no you know who would be good um uh oh what's his name he's a big martial artist I know who you're talking about he wouldn't be good because he's not a good actor oh but he's badass man we'll figure anyway, it <laughs> uh, I do like Idris Elba 
But the so here's another reason why I've got hopes for the movie because what was the biggest problem with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman? I uh, I don't know where you're going with this, so you tell me. Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wonder Woman was the first DC movie in this universe with the exception of Suicide Squad which had its own mess of problems that was with a completely different director and she knocked it out of the park. That's true. Ugh. But, so, Zack Snyder had to leave uh, production of uh, uh, Justice League midway through like the editing phase or almost entirely before the editing phase started because of a family tragedy which we won't get into because this isn't a sad show. Yeah. Uh, and guess who took over? Who? Joss Whedon, director of oh, both the Avengers movies. Perfect. That's perfect. So it'll be done right then. Because Joss Whedon was pissed off that uh, Marvel slash Disney like, was uh, taking too much creative liberty over his movies, and he left, and he went over to DC and said, I'm going to fix this entire universe for you. Good. Well, I'll tell you what. they were. It's a good thing that Wonder Woman came out before Justice League, because Wonder Woman was so damn good, I think that'll get people in the right mindset. Oh, Absolutely. Before, with Batman versus Superman, people just expected it to be bad. Yeah. Like, there's that preconceived notion. It's like, now with Marvel, they've made just one success after another. People are going in, oh, it's going to be good. Well, Maybe also, it's just okay. But what's funny is, Marvel's reaching a point of diminishing returns with them all being good, though, because you people are going in, just not even say, going to see them, because they're like, oh, it's I already know that it's going to be good. I might as well just wait for it to come out, or... Also, Marvel's running out of recognized, easily recognizable characters, yeah. like Doctor Strange. Unless you're really a superhero fan, it's you don't funny really because know Doctor Strange. It's funny because some of their some of the characters they're throwing into the movies are less recognizable than some of their TV characters. Like Daredevil and Punisher are way bigger than Doctor Strange, exactly, or, or Captain Marvel. But you know, you know why they didn't put Daredevil or the Punisher in movies. Why? Because they've already, in recent history, they've done movies for those two characters. Yeah. So I think they put them on TV to see if they could do it that way because the movies weren't very successful. Also, the, another problem that you're going to run into is Disney's never going to make a rated R Marvel film. So they exactly. Couldn't make a, they couldn't make a, a movie Punisher. They have to save it for Netflix. No, it's like Wolverine finally getting an R-rated movie, which that's exactly how he should have been the whole time. I, I thought it was kind of funny. Is uh, I was realizing, how are you going to have movies for like 15 plus years where the dude's weapon his superpower is taking a lot of damage usually from guns and knives and then he has knives in his hands and not have any blood yeah you notice that i did i did it, it never even dawned on me until logan came out same and you realize like this motherfucker cuts people up in the comic books. It's like the bloodiest comic books. How the hell are you going to have a movie where he's got knives for weapons and not a single drop of blood? Yeah. Have you seen... Uh, uh, moving off of Justice League, because I think we're both on board for that. Uh, have you seen anything for the Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets? I think it looks stupid. You think it looks stupid? Hang on for a second. Are you looking up the trailer? No, I've seen all the trailers. I'm looking up, like, what... Because apparently critics are saying it's, like, amazing. I just think it looks so dumb. Oh, never mind. It's got 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. It looks so dumb. I think it looks kind of cool. I'll probably just wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. You know what, you know what I thought when I saw the preview? What? Jupiter Ascending. You thought Jupiter Ascending? I thought Avatar. I thought, this shit looks like somewhere in the Jupiter Ascending universe, and Jupiter Ascending was a horrendous piece of shit. 
I appreciate though people taking new IPs and trying to like bring them to the cinema universe. I mean, it's based off. I a, agree. It's based off a graphic novel, and also trying to make them big and epic. I just, as far as like that out there space sci-fi kind of stuff, for me, it's Star Wars. I mean, outside of the Star Wars realm, this like space odyssey bullshit it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me oh you know what else, what other movie uh, falls into that realm a little bit uh, John Carter John Carter was I didn't hate it but I didn't love it once again it's just it's too weird the CGI wasn't very good I'm really funny about CGI. Like, if you oh, can't so make the CGI I. look real, do practical effects. Like, I'd rather there be corny practical effects than horrible CGI. Like, you can't put, like, a movie where the CGI is amazing, like the new Planet of the Apes films, yeah. against, against, like, something like John Carter, and then and then say, like, oh, well, you know, they did the best they could. Like, no, the fuck no. they couldn't. Because those monkeys look fucking damn near real. And <laughs> especially, I'm definitely going to go see War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, I really want to see that. I didn't. You know what I didn't see that was supposed to be really good? King Kong. I didn't see King Kong in Skull Island either. Oh, I also. I'm didn't not see, a King Kong guy. I also didn't see. I never saw what's that movie? Uh, there was kind of a smaller film that looked really funny. Free Fire. Free Fire. That's the one about the gun deal that goes bad and everybody starts uh, shooting each yeah. other. And it's That's, to, we should put that on our movie challenge list. Absolutely, we should. That'll be one that we. You know what? We could do a live critique of that. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah, that'd be I a fun one. It looks really good. Uh, but yeah. Anywho, what um, any other movie stuff coming out you think you want to touch on? I got some other stuff, but I think it can wait till our next podcast. I agree. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about this stuff for a while. We're getting pretty deep into this, so let's let's move on to our last couple of topics before we we close out for the All for right. the episode. So first thing we got to talk about, and it's something that we're both fairly fucking deep into a little show another you know thing kind of small you may not have heard of it it's called um, uh, Game of Thrones uh, Game of Thrones reaction to episode one of this season go huh what that was, that was my reaction huh is that like a confused you don't know what's going on I'm, conf- it's, I'm confused it's like a mix between like a confused and like oh okay well, I'll say my personal opinion. I think the opening scene was the best opening scene for any season. Remind me what the opening scene was. Where Arya it has oh, the face. Oh, yeah. oh my god, man! When she's Walder Frey, it was so convincing. Like, and, but then as soon as he goes, like, you invited them into your house and killed them, or something along those lines. I said, this, that's Arya. That's this bitch. Because I was confused. Like, didn't she kill him last season? Oh, I knew immediately. I knew immediately awesome. once I saw him that that's what was going on. That was so cool, man. Badass. Yeah, so badass. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. If you haven't seen it by now, you're not a real fan. <laughs> I mean, if you don't own HBO, you're fucking pirating it somewhere. Let's be honest here. If yeah. you're a fan, you've seen it by now because episode two is fucking tomorrow. Okay, so you've seen it. No, but when he's he goes when people ask or she goes when people ask tell them the North remembers and yeah. Winter came for the phrase oh it was so badass yeah it was it really was no that <laughs> that was uh, a great opening episode oh man I don't even know what's gonna happen because especially from like what I've seen in like the upcoming previews for like this season and everything. Uh, I, cool, there's so many fan theories going around, like people saying that Sansa's going to try to kill John. I uh, heard that too because she has that, the Cersei hair. Yeah, um, my theory is that if that does happen, 
that he's going to catch her in the act and then cut her head off and be like, I took your advice, I'm going to be a strong leader. <laughs> That's I want to ask you, who did you side with in that decision, Sansa or John? That was a I, tough one. I'm gonna go with John, and that's just be- and that's because the two people who were then the leaders of the houses were little kids who had no say in what was going on. Like see, once I realized that, I was like, all right, Sansa. See, I kind of see it. I see where Sansa's coming from, but I honestly thought John was gonna say, "That's how I used. That's how I was," and then they killed me for it. Yeah, because I I I see where he's coming from in that he was harsh with the people he needed to be harsh with, and then they killed him for it. But, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. I would be so pissed if my little sister undermined me in front of a bunch of men from other houses whose soldiers I needed to protect me. Yeah. And to fight for me. I would yeah. also be pissed if uh, my older brother uh, undermined me, even though the whole reason they won that entire battle was because of my backdoor politics. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But also, hey, woman's Understandable place. sibling rivalry. Hey, woman's place. Know it. Learn it. <laughs> By the way, Wonder Woman was my favorite movie this summer. I agree. I'm only fucking around. If you don't know me, then just fucking kidding. We don't believe in political correctness, so uh, USJWs can keep the fuck out. We'll see so, if uh, that makes the final cut. <laughs> so anything else you want to... You want to get into? Uh, again, like there is some stuff I want to talk about, but I want to save material for the next podcast. We've already been, if we include the interview, on here for like an hour and a half. So yeah. let's say we wind it down. I agree, man. Anything? Uh, any segments we left out that we need to? We need to look bring over. In? No, I think we covered pretty much everything worth covering for this Good podcast. Shit. All right. Well, hey, hey, dopesters! Like we said before. Well, first off, thanks for, for sticking with us. Thanks for listening if you tune into this podcast and download it. But and like welcome we said, if you're a new listener. Hopefully, absolutely. If you made it this far, you're gonna, you plan on subscribing. Absolutely. Click on that subscribe button. Tell your friends, tell your wives, tell your husbands, tell whoever likes to listen to a bunch of dudes talk about utter bullshit. Uh, if you want to follow us, we're on all the different social medias. We're on Facebook at at W-D-I-J-L-T podcast. We're on Instagram at what did I just listen to and we're on Twitter at W-D-I-J-L-2. I believe you can also find us just as Gibson and Eric on there. So go ahead and follow us. We're always posting on our Twitter. We're tweeting out different articles, uh, things relating to the SNES Classic, the Atari box, stuff like that. Anything UFC or MMA in general, we're tweeting out. We're posting funny pictures on Instagram. We're going to post memes, post stuff from the tribe. So go ahead and follow us. YouTube channel coming soon. And, uh, uh, you know, Secret Squirrel, you know, we may or may not have a website in the works. Secret wink, wink. squirrel. No, super no, secret. Super secret. Super and I, secret. And, when I, and honestly, when I say may or may not, I legit mean may or may not. That's purely in a what if phase. <laughs> exactly. We've got a we've got a close buddy that may be putting that together for us. So we'll keep you posted. But anyway, hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being loyal. And if you're new, thanks for giving us a shot. We love talking to y'all. Yeah. Big plans for the future. We want you to be a part of it. Have a good day. It's been dope being dope, good buddy. It has been dope being dope, good buddy. See you later. Peace.